It's episode 20, season 2 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Um, it's Sunday the 10th of January. Joining me this week, we've got Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. And Greg from Brazil. Right, nobody likes a smart ass, but when, when we did the last podcast um, and we did the predictions for uh, the double header against Leicester, I said that we would draw against Leicester City in the FA Cup. Um, we'd play pretty poorly and we'd draw the match and it'd go to a replay. Um, and uh, lo and behold, that's what we've done. And we've played, played pretty poorly. Um, and you're right. Nobody does like a smart ass. Nobody does like a smart ass. <laughs> but who cares, you know? That's neither here nor there. We've we've we we didn't play well. Um, I'll come to the performance in a minute. But frankly, at the moment, I'm I'm quite happy. I'm I'm quite happy that we've that you know they were the better team, particularly second half. They deserve to go through, and hopefully that'll they'll feel a bit winded after that, and um. That'll knock them for six, and we can hopefully beat them in in, in the league on 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 Wednesday, and, and also in the replay. Um, I'm quite happy that we've played shit, and we're still in the cup. Hmm. Well, I, I don't actually think we played shit. I think we could have played better. We had seven changes. Um, the thing is that I I noticed on the BBC website somebody said that. Uh, that you saw our changes and you saw names that you recognised, whereas Leicester, you didn't, like their academy group, you didn't really recognise any of their names. And I, I think they maybe they felt they had more to prove. I mean, each of their individuals is really fighting to get noticed, aren't they? Whereas ours have been noticed a bit because of the European competitions. Um, I mean, I'm... I'm my feelings about it are kind of mixed. Um, I don't like the fact that it's gone to a replay, but I didn't want us to lose. But if we had to lose either this one or Wednesday's, I would rather have lost this one because I don't think we've got a better opportunity to finish not just fourth, but maybe third or second, or <laughs> do I want to say top? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, this is the best, best opportunity we've had for a while. And um, I, I think we really need to concentrate on the league. I'm quite happy if we have to get knocked out of a cup. I'm, I'd be much happier with us winning the Europa League and coming very high up, you know, you know, the top four or top three of the league than winning the FA Cup and coming top four or top three. Do you think, sorry, but before I bring in Bex, do you think it's viable for us to win the Europa League? I mean, it's a very long competition, um, and you know, there's, there are some good good teams left in that competition, including ourselves. But is, is that really viable? Well, you're not going to like this, but if we do get knocked out in the replay, yes, <laughs> I think it is. I'm, 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 I never want us to lose. I'm not one of those. But if it does happen, worst comes to the worst, I can sometimes see some benefits. Yeah, there will be lots of benefits to not being in the cup. It means that we can indeed purely concentrate on the Premier League and the Europa League. However, yeah. I would prefer not to go out at the same stage to the same King team at home again two seasons in a row. That, to me, sucks. Irrespective of, yes, OK, last season they were propping up the Premier League and this season they're top. I just think it's a bit naff, really. We didn't play well today. Those substitutions were, quite frankly, bizarre. Why would you take Dyer and Carroll off at the same time? Where's the logic in that? No? 
I think that I, I think that I think that Dyer. I mean, I, I would I would have taken Carol off. I think Dyer had a knock. Yeah, or either that, or well, and with 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 Wednesday in mind. Um, yeah, oh, that's what a lot of it. I think is is um, kind of saving people for for Wednesday. I mean, that's why they weren't. That's why they didn't start because they were being saved. And if we'd been if we'd been winning two one, they probably wouldn't have had those subs. But he, have, he felt he had to do something like bring on some big guns. I mean, like the three big guns that were missing, to, in my mind, really, were, were Deli Alley, Harry Kane and Loris. And he ended up putting on Deli Alley and Harry Kane. And you don't want to put Loris on unless the other guy's injured. There's no real necessity. Okay. Or unless Vaughan or unless Vaughan was, was crap. I mean, he did make me nervous, especially at corners. Um, we, we've got a question. But on, I think Vaughan did OK. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'll just say we, we, um, we've got a question on on Vorm a bit later. Um, sorry, Bex. I think Vorm did okay. The biggest omission today was Jan. Toby really missed Jan, so he doesn't play well unless he's got his mate with him. And I don't think Wimmer, Kevin Vimmer did anything wrong at all today. But clearly, Toby, for whatever reason, doesn't play as well with Vimmer as he does with Jan. And I think Toby was at fault for both of those goals. No, that's a lie. Not at fault, but was partially responsible for. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah spot, spot on there. I was, I was about to say same thing. Vimmer, it's not re- reflection on Vimmer who who no. did, okay, did okay, but but it's clearly Toby was missing um, missing Jan. Um, look, both teams both both teams made a uh, number of changes. I was reading a lot lot on social media before the game saying, oh, you know, we're we're, we're we shouldn't have made so many changes, but to be fair, I think we Poch made seven changes, and Ranieri made eight. Okay, and we have got a stronger squad um, and better players and better quality than, than than they have. So if anything, they should have, we should have coped better. And I, you know, and I think I said it before the game. I felt that despite making all of those changes, there shouldn't shouldn't have been any excuses for us, and we should still have gone and put a good performance. Um, it was disappointing, and it was disappointing in the second half. Leicester definitely edged it in the second half for me. Um, but what's the, the concerning thing for me isn't how we played because you're gonna, you know, that there are reasons for that. Making so many changes can contribute to that. You know, taking out key players like we said, breaking up the Yan. Um, Toby partnership. I, I think the biggest concern, or the biggest thing, which I suppose we already knew before the match, but was highlighted once again today, was not having Kane in the team. Yeah. Um, and I think Definitely. that we, you know, Son isn't a centre forward. Um, but that's the first time he's played in that up front all by himself role for Spurs. Did he not play the against the whole game? One of the Europa, one of the Europa matches. I don't, well, Monaco, possibly. Okay, so that's the first time. Shush, so. you're, you're spoiling my theory. So anyway, so that's the first time we've done. But we had nobody else that, because of, there was no one else around there to distract the defenders away mm. from him. And even when Kane came on, he was pretty subdued. He was, but but as soon as he's on the pitch, he's going to give defenders something to think think about. You know, he, and he's, he's going to give us a lift as well. Yeah. We need another striker. We do. Um, we absolutely do. <sighs> To me, that that was a you know a performance. I'm, I'm not I'm not too fussed about it because we're still in the cup. We, we've we've dug out a result. Um, I I've got a really. I woke up this morning. I'm gonna go, go off on a tangent here. Apologies, but I woke up this morning and I had a really good feeling that this is going to be our year and we're going to win the double. And that <laughs> might sound delusional and 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 many other things, and that's fine. And it, and it probably is, but I've not felt about Spurs like this in a very, very long time. Apart from when Redknapp was manager around about 2010, 2011, 2012, that period of time when um, it, it was very exciting watching Spurs play. I haven't felt like this in almost 25 years. Um, every, you know, we've we've had, a, we've had a spell in the mid, late 90s, early noughties where we weren't doing well. And even under Yoland, um, others when when we've um, when we've looked to start doing well, I've I've always taken a pragmatic view about it because Spurs, you know, supporting Spurs for as long as have you, you just know that we're going to come unstuck. But I, this season, I just feel that 
I really do feel that we're going to do really, really well. It's not blind optimism. It's it's almost as if pragmatism and realism are put to one side, or I'm, I'm not going to allow them to cloud my judgment and, and cloud my, my optimism. Um, so I always felt in the second half when it looked like to most people we were playing poor, which we were, and Leicester were the better team, and and there was no way back in it for us. I just knew that we were going to equalise. I really did. Um, and... I don't want to make comparisons, but hey, let, let's let's do it. Um, the 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 United team of 1999, the treble winning team, they had this knack of scoring late goals. Um, we did that last season to some degree, if you recall, when yeah. we were winning games two one, and a lot of that was down to the fitness of the players and so forth. And today, I felt that we we were going to get that equaliser or, or even nick it at the end. Um, so I, I'm I'm happy with the fact that we're in the cup, but. The, yeah, the big thing for me is just we need a striker. Um, and Berahino, well, he played yesterday, so he's cup-tied. Played and scored yesterday. Played and scored. Um, yeah. Charlie Austin was mentioned last week. I don't, I don't for oh, a minute so cry envisage... out loud. OK, Berahino <laughs> can just stay where he is because he's a stroppy, nasty, gobby little child so he can stay where he is i'm quite happy for him to stay at west brom i can't be asked to go through all that grief that we went through in the summer with him all over again so and i and i've said this before i seriously don't think potch and mitchell will a look will look within the premier league i, I so, tend to agree with you gray yes, went to leicester right. and did okay today so the other interest was the other dembele at fulham who also scored played and scored yesterday and well bakshui Greg, because you're here, I'll mention him, was told that he's not leaving. And I don't well, know how much sway we've got he, with that. What, what's happened there is that he's he signed a new contract. Um, Leverage. Which means that almost certainly we won't get him, certainly not in January. But it bumps his price up anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's possible, but not probable, I think. So, I... I don't know. Just I would prefer not to go with the Berahino thing because I just I can't be asked with the look on sour look on his face. Um, yeah, I, I don't want Berahino either. But I don't. I, I seriously think it will come from external to the Premier League, either the lower leagues or abroad. Someone yeah. completely unexpected. It's got to be somebody who can hit the ground running. Um, and unfortunately, we're addressing a question which should have been addressed last summer. Um, yeah. But they tried last summer. That was the Berahino thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't think it was... It, there's no lack of effort um, by Spurs to try and get Berahino in. I think it was the, chair, the, the West Brom chairman trying to play um, a hard ball to out Levy Levy or for whatever reason, but it wasn't as successful as our team hoped. And they just let it go because there was no point pushing it any further. And I think that's exactly where we are now. Don't even bother with Berahino again this summer. But, yeah, we'll see. My, my my only cons- re- reservation about getting somebody from overseas is that it would not always, but it can take some time. So, sometimes it can take take time for them to adjust. Um, f- you know, Lamella, Soldado, for example. Some players um, hit the ground running and and, and have have no um, no issues adjusting to the pace of the Premier League. Um, one of the players that we've been linked with is an Italian chap, um, Domenico Berardi, um, who plays in Serie A um, for, I think it's Sassula. Um That's probably almost certainly mispronounced. Um, <laughs> part... Oh, what's his name? Bardani or something, did you say? Ber- Berardi. Oh, Berardi. Berard, the only game I've ever seen them play, he he scored four goals and they and they won. So the the, the team he pl- plays for are part owned by Juventus. Um, so there's talk that he might actually end up at Juventus, um, but he's been heavily linked with us. And then the other player um, whose name escapes me is a Belgium international, yeah. who happens to be married to not Batsui, but um, yeah, brain's gone dead. Um, married to. Um, Miss Belgium, 2011. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does she look any... Oh, no, anything. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll just wait and see. You know, we're approaching the halfway point of the month and it would be good to see a little bit of movement somewhere along the line. Well, whatever happens, I, I judge Potch's, Potch's judgment because 
he won't just buy any old striker. He, he, I mean, he's already said that he's, he wants somebody who's going to not just fit in on the pitch, but fit in into the culture and etc. You know, he wants somebody who's not going to mess things up. So I, I, I think whoever we choose, it'll be well chosen. It, it'll be well chosen, but it's just... Yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier. Really, it's a question we should have addressed in the summer. And yeah. doing it now, it, it just... We've got very little wiggle room. We've got very little room to, 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 to get it right. That's why somebody like, for instance, a Berahino, he might be able to hit the, hit the ground running um, a lot quicker. Um, but... but equally, any young player linked with Spurs at the moment has got to think that's a great career move. Because we are very good at putting the youth players out. And so nine out of the last 17 England debutants have been trained by Poch yeah. at a club. But Poch really shows that. And I think today that was another really young squad to put out. And he's not scared to do that. He's not scared to play them. If they've clearly been doing well enough at training, then he'll play them. So... I think any young player being approached by Spurs has got to think, you know, ultimately that's a great career move. Yeah. Um, we've got them. We've got Leicester again midweek uh, in the Premier League. Um, we normally don't jump into predictions so quickly in the show, but um, <laughs> we might as well. Um, well and, and then we've got them on, um, at. King Power, I think it's week, either a week Tuesday or week Wednesday, that date's yet to be confirmed. So how do you see those two matches? I think we'll, I think we're going to beat them in the league because I think that was, um, you know, the, the fact that we, we were saving players and we took Dyer off and things like that. I think I think they've had a they, their blip has started. I think, or their their descent has started. I actually took. I mean, I know he's injured at the moment, but I I took um, Vardy out of my I took Vardy out of my um, fantasy football team because I think that when he comes back, he's not going to be quite the same player. Not for a while, anyway. So I I think on Wednesday, I think we're going to win that, and I'm going to. It's at home, isn't it? I'm going to yes. be a bit optimistic and say three nil. The FA Cup replay, I reckon, might we don't want it to, but I think it might go to extra time, and then we might just grab it. Okay. No, I, I think uh, Wednesday's game will be a whole different kettle of fish. It, they will have, you know, Mares and Drinkwater will be playing for Leicester, and we'll have a full strong squad. So I think it will be a very difficult and different game, um, less physical, I think, than today's game, which got a little bit pushy in places. So, yeah I'll, I, yeah, I'll go for a win on Wednesday. As for the replay, I honestly have no idea. I'm still a bit cross after today, so probably <laughs> not the best person to ask. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, much like you, Bex, Wednesday, um, I think we'll, we'll win that. And um, that should take us, I think, off the top of my head, to within one point of Leicester in the league. Um, and I think Vardy's still still out for that one. Um, the cup tie that'll be tricky. Um, oh, we're going to win that as well. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to go all the way. Yeah, we're going to win every FA Cup. Remember, you know, what's the worst that can happen? We don't. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, th- I think I think we can do it. Um, I think losing in the replay will be just as galling, but maybe because it's away, it won't hurt quite so much. I don't like to lose at home. I certainly don't like sitting at home or or at the ground listening to the Leicester fan or any opposition fans shouting louder than our own fans. And I really didn't like that today. Um, okay, so... We've got, unless either of you want to say anything more about Leicester t- today. Um... Um, I'll, I just want to say two things. First of all, I thought Christian Eriksen played a lot better than he has of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I mean, I've, I've been a little bit critical of him in, in, in the recent past, but he, 
you know, especially early on, on, early on in the match, he was he was really showing you know who he is again, and I was quite pleased with that. And unfortunately, the Okazaki goal, it reminded me of Dembele's goal the other week. I mean, you have to gradually give credit where it where it's due. It was a fantastic goal, and he he did a Dembele basically. Oh, what about the handball as well? We haven't talked about that. Did you think yeah. it was? Yeah. And I think it was a definite attempt to flick the ball. I think that... Um, I, I, yeah, sorry to be a bit flippant again. I, I don't really care one way or the other. Because, <laughs> because we... Because you know why? Because um, we can sit here and debate whether it was or it wasn't. No, but... Um, and at, on, on Match of the Day um, on BBC, they, they were doing that in the studio, and um, we get those, we bemoan those sort of decisions over yeah. the course of a season and how they don't go our, our, our way. So if it wasn't one, then um, and it went our way, then great, I'll, I'll take that all, all day long. To be honest, as soon it was, as soon as it was given, I didn't, I don't think I've even looked back. Looked, back to tell you the truth maybe that's me just being late yeah i've been lazy so that was my way of not giving uh yes or no because i haven't really looked look, look back at it at the time it was awarded i was jumping for joy and i didn't really look at any of the action replays i was just concentrating on harry kane running up to take the penalty but i'll take it all, all day long it's, it's about time that we have the um rubber the green a bit yeah, I, th- I thought it was anyway because he he, he moved the ball away from Rose. Um, may have been accidental, but we've had enough accidental handballs given against us before. So yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Javad. Take it. Just um, before we just quickly look at Sunderland. Um, so off the players that he did start, we mentioned you know Vimmer did okay. Um, Again, I was reading a lot on social media about certain players maybe not being up to scratch or or, or not being ready for for a cup tie. Um, I've... Oh, really? I don't think I... anybody was bad. There was nobody I was thinking, yeah. you know, they need to come off. Chadley looked rusty, certainly. But it, out of the, you know, like the youngsters, if you like, then Onoma, I think, held his ground quite well. Oh, yeah, he's good. Um, and I don't think Tom Carroll had a bad game. I think Ericsson was really good. But certainly the first half, he was absolutely he was involved in absolutely everything, he and Danny Rose. But, yeah, it was like yeah. watching Lamella sometimes. He was all over the pitch. Yeah, and he was very kind of engaged with his football again. Yeah. First time we've seen that in a couple of weeks. But I don't think anybody was bad. What was the social media opinion then, Jav? Um, there was one or two comments about um, the full-backs... Rose and Trippier um, being called they out. They did fine. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I, I, thought, thought, I, thought, yeah. I thought they did fine. I thought Especially Onoma, Trippier. Onoma, Onoma was another one mentioned. I thought he did fine. Carroll, um, I thought he did okay. I don't think he had his worst game for Spurs. I don't think he had his best game. But I just thought collectively, first half, we should have pushed on. Um, a bit like the Newcastle game. We should have pushed yeah. on another yeah. one. We didn't. Second half, we just didn't show any hunger. Um, they, they they showed did. a lot. They showed yes. a lot, lot more desire. Um, but it wasn't there wasn't somebody that had a standout really bad performance that I'd say. Oh, I don't. I, you know, there, nobody had a dare I say a Fazio moment or a Cherishes <laughs> moment. Um, I, I thought Sun was a little bit flaky. Um, not very flaky, but a little bit flaky. But I mean, Tom Carroll. You talked about Tom Carroll at one point. He actually bounced somebody off, somebody away from the ball. He knocked them on the board. I was shocked. I saw Ericsson do that as well, push someone away. Yeah, which yeah. is astonishing, really. Yes. <laughs> when they, neither of them have done that previously, or it's not something they've been known. Kind for. of thing. Did I just see that? <laughs> there was a bit during the game that the BBC showed of Poch just standing there, nonchalantly watching the game with his hands in his pocket, his scarf on, his coat on, whistling. <laughs> What's he whistling? <laughs> Why is he whistling? Is he, you know, calling the players or something? But he looked, you know, like a guy out for a stroll on a Sunday afternoon. It completely bemused me, a game at, of that intensity. And there he was just kind of standing there chilling out. Nice enough, bloke. Well, okay. Sometimes. Yep, sorry. Oh, I can't. No, sorry. No, I've stopped talking now for once. <laughs> um... <laughs> Take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sunderland on Saturday. Um, quick predictions. Return of Jermaine Defoe. 
Oh, Lord, I forgot about that. So, um, yeah, so but they are not a good side. We really should be beating them. We should be beating them by a couple of goals. Is that our place or their place? Our place. Our place. I say 2 0 and three offsides to Defoe. <laughs> just three? <laughs> yeah, just Is the he three. only playing? Is he only playing the first Yeah, he'll minutes? get taken off after five minutes. <laughs> he still hasn't scored against us in the Sunderland shirts, and I think this, this will be his third match. He's come, oh, very well, clo- he's come very close, but. That's the kiss of death then. Um, no, I'm going to go for 4 0. I think we should thrash him. Okay, I'm going to say a conservative 2 1. Yeah, I'd say I'd I'd say oh, you just said I'd say two, two nil. nil. Yeah, I'll say. Oh, did I? Well, I'll say it yeah. again. Two nil. <laughs> <laughs> that makes four nil. So that makes your print revolution correct. Okay. Um, right. Let, let's do some. Oh, um, Spurs ladies. Bex. Haven't played due to waterlogging of pitches all up and down the country. There've been no games on, so they didn't play last week. Then played this week. Um, they they were due to play uh, Swindon. Have they not heard of forks no and, and undersoil heating and? Ah, well, now you see that would be great if they were playing. At, and don't this is probably not the place to do this. If they were playing on decent pitches rather than lower league pitches, where of course the clubs don't have the money to do things like that. But they don't play at Premiership standard grounds by any stretch of the imagination. So that's why. So by all means, go and tell. I think if they were playing at they were playing in Swindon. They were supposed to be playing in Swindon today. Uh, no, the game against Swindon, sorry, Shrivenham was called off. It, that would not have been a stadium by any stretch of the imagination. It would have been a six-a-side pitch standard that they were playing on. So, no, <laughs> they <laughs> it, haven't. <laughs> it would be great if 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 the, men's, if the men and the ladies' side went all the way in the FA Cup. It would be fantastic. It would be great to see. But please remember the ladies will still play their FA Cup final at somewhere like Leighton Orient even though it's a cup final. Very, I think they played at Wembley once or twice. It's not a common thing. So they don't generally play on decent pitches. I'm fairly sure they've never trod the hallowed turf at White Hart Lane, put it that way. That's a shame. Mm, it is, it, it, because all it would take is for one Premier League team to say, you know what, yes, we'll let them do this. They'd get a ton of gate receipts, they'd get the television money. You know, it would be really good for them. As a show of good faith? Don't. I mean, the, the Spurs youth team, that they occasionally play at White Hart Lane. I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm certain. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, they've played there before. Anyway, um... Right, uh, we've got some questions. Um, actually, before before we do questions, a couple of things. So I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we're, we're, I suppose it's fair to say, at a crossroads at the moment. We're doing quite well, um, and you know, we're top four. We're in still in two cup competitions, um, and things things are progressing nicely. If you if you go back to the last time, well. Excluding when AVB was manager and and we we were pushing for for fourth then and in that bail season, but excluding that, the last time that we were sort of kicking around in the top four was when Harry was manager four years ago, and it just got me thinking: if we fielded our strongest eleven today under Poch against the strongest eleven we had under Redknapp, who who do you think would come out on top? Now in this scenario, I'm assuming that Carl Walker would. Feature for both teams. So Kyle Walker, um, circa 2011, would 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 feature in the Redknapp team, and the Walker of today would feature in our team. So if if, if it was possible, and those two teams <laughs> came up against each other, man for man, team for team, manager for manager, who who would come out on top? Have we? I suppose have we got a better team now than we had then? It's a different sort of team, isn't it? Whereas under Harry, we had a little bit more experience, a little more guile, perhaps. And under Poch, it's more youth and willingness to fight, maybe. I I think I think hmm. I think Poch's eleven might win narrowly. Mm. 
because I mean we've got a real sense of unity now, and plus they're a lot fitter. Um, Harry's team, yeah, they had some some three or four players who were individually possibly better than what we've got, but now we have um, we're, we're like a, a unified team. It's spread more evenly. Um, I don't know if you know what Gestalt theory is. Uh, basically, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and I think that describes us at the moment. Yeah. Because individually, okay, individually, some probably majority of the players aren't quite as good as maybe the top three or four players that we had then, but as a unit, they're better. So I, I think I think Potch's team would actually win. I, th- I think that in a in a one-off, if it was the one-off match of football. It's possible that the Red Map team would win based on the fact that, that they had we had match winners back then. Van der Bar, uh, uh, Modric, Bale. Um, if we played, I don't know, 10 matches, Poch's team, I think, we would come out on top over the course of several games. I think tactically, Poch would... Well, tactically, Poch has got it, and I don't know that Harry does... Um, to put it mildly, and I think that the team that we've got now is a, it's a better team. That's the thing. It's, yeah. better, it's, it's a good squad, but it's also a better a better team. I think then it was a collection of individuals. If you compare it player for player, so that final season we had Friedel in goal, who was a decent goalkeeper for us, but a little bit stayed. Yeah, you know, he wasn't quick on his feet. Um, yeah, he was, he was solid. He was reliable. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd rather have him now in the team than him. <laughs> I um, thought that during the game, actually, Javad. <laughs> I yeah, thought that I'd rather have Brad in there. <laughs> but he's gone off to coach the US under-19s, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah we can't yeah. get him back. Yeah, 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 so he's gone and definitely gone this time. But I don't think Vorm had a bad game today. No. It wasn't outstanding, but... Anyway. He, he doesn't inspire much confidence. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll come to Vorm in a minute, but... But player for player, Larice over Friedel, um, the full backs, well, it's Walker versus Walker. Um, I think I prefer the Walker, Walker. today yeah. than yes. then. Um, the Walker of that breakthrough season, you know, he was very raw, he was quite good. Um, and it's fair to say that, you know, after he's had a few injuries, he, he wasn't necessarily the same player, but I think this season he's, he's come back and he's that player that we had... Um, four years ago and more. Um, left back, we had Benoit Asa Okoto. Um, I'd take Davis, frankly, over yeah. him. Um, centre-back pairing. Now, back then we had Ledley King and Kabul, although Dawson was there as well. They were... Um, King and Kabul were a decent pairing, but frankly, as a pairing, I, I wouldn't... Take any... Toby and Jan every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Um, the midfield was tasty back then. So you had Bale and Lennon um, playing four four two, or giving you the width, and then Parker and Modric. Um, compare it to today's team. It's, it's where it gets a bit tricky because play different formations. But Dyer, Dyer against Scott Parker. I suppose you could make a comparison. Um, well, Dyer's younger. You know, he, he's, he's going to give us that. He's, 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 and he's only going to get better. Um, then you've got Dembele, Deli Ali. Um, yeah, I, I, I think overall we've we've got a we've got a strong stronger squad up 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 top. Then we had Adibayol, who was firing on all cylinders in that loan season, and you had Van der Vaart, um, who was fans' favourite. Um, Harry Kane. Um, I'd take Kane to be honest. Again, yeah, def- so would I. Definitely, he's, he's young. He's got a future ahead ahead of him. Um, Lots to learn, but he's happy to learn rather than resenting it. Almost, yeah. He's not moody. No. Anyway, it was just me reminiscing a bit about then and, <laughs> and, and doing doing a compare or contrast with, with, <laughs> with now. Um, the other um, point I wanted to raise was. Um, Again, not so much a question, but Paul Esau wrote into me and said, just thinking out aloud here, um, but does anyone else think that Poch and Levy are a match made in heaven? Levy likes likes to likes to 
um, so-called penny pinch, and Poch likes to look at youth and unknowns to mould and shape into a system of play, instead of buying the big names and forcing them into a team, which in turn changes the dynamic of a squad he's joining. I've often wondered when a team buy in a big... Uh, buy in a new big star and say we'll build build a team around him yet they then go on to buy another big name and say the same thing does this mean that it didn't work the first time um paul adds he'd, he'd want a team not a team of individuals um, which again arguably you could say that period under harry we had lots of individuals but we maybe yeah. we didn't have a co- cohesive unit that we do now um running alongside the war chest created by saving money um, and soon the increased gate gate revenue, which would be used to reward players with, with extended, better contracts based on perform, performance, and not the Raheem Sterling's of this world. It's an interesting point because um, we mentioned this on the pod a few weeks ago. If you, there was a Q and A that um, Larice Pochettino and um, and Levy did, and the body language certainly between Pochettino and Levy um, was very good. They seem to get on, which is yep. important. Um, and it does seem that, that they complement each other very well. You know, Poch isn't somebody who's going to be heavy spending and, and going out to get star names or going out to get players who are in their late 20s or 30s. I'm thinking Harry Redknapp. But in, in, instead, he's, he's investing in young players. Um, whether that be through the youth system or through astute purchases like, for instance, Deli Alley from, from MK Dons, um, and that sits nicely alongside Levy's way of thinking. Maybe that's all it took. Was it, Levy was just working his way through all of those managers just to find somebody that he got on with. So he found his, um, his Toby equivalent for Jan. Maybe that's what it is. This is man crush. But they do seem to get on very well and they do complement each other very well. They seem to be on the have the same ideas about the club and see the way they want the club to develop in a similar style. Well, the thing is that before, I mean, Levy is a Tottenham fan and before he was basically dating. Now he's found his long-term relationship, hopefully. Um, that'll put Annette off, unfortunately. Yep, I like that analogy. <laughs> Levy's got a lot more money than she has, I imagine. Um, no, I, I, I think I, I agree. I think, I mean, he did. He wasn't sacking managers just for fun. Um, they they weren't the right fit for him or the club. And I think that with Poch, he feels maybe a kind of a kindred spirit. He feels, you know, Poch is a, it seems to be, anyway, hopefully, he seems to be the kind of guy who wants to create a team. He's not so interested in buying a team like they do at other clubs. Um, and I think, obviously, yeah, And obviously, because Levy's the, the chairman and he's, he's got a balance of books, that fits in nicely with his business side of things that he's got to do. But he's a fan as well. That's the thing that we have to remember. So Poch has a degree in business management that he completed when he finished playing football, which I'm sure is something that certainly endeared him to lovely Daniel. Oh, but, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Oh, didn't you? Don't you? Right. Uh, ask Annette. Cool. She'll tell you everything. <laughs> um, but I think that there's there's a bit of there's a lot of respect on both sides for what each other are doing, and that can only help the club as a whole. I'm just glad we've. I'm glad that we've got both of them. I'm yeah. not one of these levy out guys. I mean, he does. He has made some bad decisions in the past, but I mean, we've all all had girlfriends and boyfriends that we shouldn't have gone out with. Yeah, I married mine, but anyway, keep going. So, po- Poch, Poch is the one then. He's the man. He's, he's the he's one. The he's the man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I hope Mr. Levy realises that um, Poch is a keeper. Um, Talking of keepers, um, Mark Stoll says, do you think we'll sell Vaughan Vaughan in the summer? Um, Do you think any keeper will want to come to Tottenham being, as it seems, Hugo plays every game? Now, we we talked about Vaughan Vaughan a bit in the game. Um, Whilst I didn't think he had a bad game, I do, I think, Greg, you said this earlier, he doesn't strike Vaughan with a lot of confidence. He does look a bit shaky. But is that because he doesn't get play game time? It's a really hard line to tread. You know, the rest yeah. of that thread following on from Mark's question was really quite good. As a keeper, you are less likely to be subbed than anyone else. 
So do you sit around and wait forever, happy to be somebody's understudy, or do you go away and make it by yourself somewhere else at a lesser club? It's a really mm -hmm. hard line to call. Exactly. I mean, it's so difficult to dislodge a goalkeeper, you know, and especially if the goalkeeper's Loris. Uh, I, I don't think we should look to sell him. Um, but if he wants to go, I, I was thinking earlier that if he wants out, um, imagine, I mean, we've, we've talked about when people like Modric or Bale wanted to go and things like that. And the fact that if, they, if we force them to stay and how they could not play as well as they could, imagine a goalkeeper like that. You know, it's it's a tough one. I would. Um, you're right, Bex. That if he's not playing, if any player's not playing um, regular football, that's certainly going to hinder um, their performance. It's going to it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect them. I, I felt a few weeks back when when Davis came back in the team against Southampton, I. Felt that he looked shaky to start off with. Now he's he's played really well since then, and seems to have cemented the left back spot. But I, I thought, for example, in that game when he started, he looked a bit, a bit out of it. Um, and that's going to be more so with, with goalkeepers. What I would like to see, um, and when we had Mark Stoll on the podcast for the very first time, I think it was in September after the Man City game. Um, with yourself, Bex, mm -hmm. um, on that pod, um, he mentions um, somebody like Luke McGee, one of the young goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, whether they would break through, and I'd quite like to see that. I don't know enough yeah. about. It's probably a question for somebody who who follows the um, uh, the, the, the youth players. And they've got it's, more it's a question. It's a, a question for Wendy Coyce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna. Post, post that on Twitter after, after this pod. Um, <laughs> there's Luke McGee, and I'm sure there's another goalkeeper that we recently handed a new contract to. Um, another young player. But it would be nice if, again, the same way that Kane and your Ben Labs and um, Carols and, and so forth have broken through, it would be nice um, if, if a goalkeeper can break through. Um, because if we did purchase... A replacement for Vorm. I mean, who would you? It's a difficult one. Who would you get that that that's going to be prepared to play number two to yeah. to Larice? I don't know, but Vorm wasn't a bad keeper when he came to us. I was surprised to see him leave Sonsi and come. Absolutely, no. He he was a decent keeper. So at... I don't understand. It, you know, what have we done to him? Um, the same thing that we did to <laughs> Saltado and many others. Um, but he's not a bad. I just think, as, as much as anything else, he needs game time and he needs to play with a consistent back four. But they said it actually on the commentary for the BBC is there's no reserve league anymore, mm. and he doesn't play in the under twenty one. So where's he supposed to get experience from? Where's he supposed to get that game time? Mm. I can... remember the days of the combination league. Um, there's nothing like that now, is there? That that was that was a league for the reserves, wasn't it? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. No. No. I hope, I hope I didn't make it up. I don't think I did. <laughs> but they don't do that anymore. So he's. It, it's very hard for keepers, especially, to go and find, you know, oh, I'll just play this game and that will help. They don't have that anymore. Um, Jess, Nittle, Jess Nickel asks, what do we make of Ben Davis, Davis's comments about rather winning the FA Cup than finishing top four? Uh, I think he's just maybe being um, pragmatic in that it's a trophy um, yeah. and players like to win trophies. At the end of your career, you're not going to say, oh, I, I finished top four on these many occasions. You, you want something to, to show. You want to win a trophy. So I don't think that's that's... I think it's quite refreshing to hear that. I don't think if you ask somebody in the Spurs hierarchy or Mr. Levy, I think they'd, they'd want to finish somewhere in, in the top four. Yeah, well, but I think, I think, I think... Most, fans oh, also, most fans would also prefer silverware rather than a top four finish. Because a top four guarantees you what? Entrance to the Champions League. Yeah. But silverware? No. See, that your name then gets engraved somewhere. And it is 
you know, part of a whole history rather than just getting forth. So I think, yeah, silverware is more important. Well, I, I, I can see where he's coming from from a player's point of view. It's exactly what Javid said. You know, he's a player, he wins a cup, he'll get a medal, etc., etc. But um, I'm, I'm not one of those fans or the majority that you just spoke of, Bex, because to me, finishing top four, top three, top two, or <laughs> top one, um, that's more of a statement of intent. And more importantly, it shows how we're improving. You know, I'd like us to, I'd like us to show marked improvement and then start picking off the cups as well, in preference to winning the winning the cup and not being in the top four or something. I think that as fans, the the the, the days that the things that really you you remember are, are those. Um, those, those cup runs and and those um, days out at Wembley, whether whether you you're lucky enough to to be there or watch it at home or whatever, but that those are the occasions. Don't get me wrong, I think the, the, the champ. If we if we're in the Champions League next season, um, that'll be great. Um, we fondly remember um, Bale's hat trick in the San Siro and and beating Inter Milan um, at White Hart Lane, but. Um, if you had to, if you had to ask me and say which which one would I want, because I'm a have my cake and eat it type of guy, I'd say both. Um, <laughs> but that's not the question. <laughs> no, but that's the way I've chosen to answer it. Um, right. And the podmeister has spoken. <laughs> okay, um, and, and and I think it's feasible. We can win the FA Cup this season, and. We can win the league, and the men in white coats are going to come and take me away. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> does a question from Zach Gasnola? Does anyone else worry the alarm clock will go off? It will be Monday, six a.m., and this great start to the season will all be a dream. Uh, well, we're still in the FA Cup, we're still in the Europa League, and we're still fl- fl- flying high in the league. So, no, I don't think that's going to. I would, I would say no because it's not Dallas. It's not Dallas. Okay. We, it's documented what we've done so far, so we're not. Go- it's not going to happen. No, and maybe if he thought that, we should have asked that earlier, before the Christmas break, <laughs> not left it to yeah. January. I, I think the the only thing that could be our downfall, and it's not going to be what we do or what we don't do in this January window. It'll come back to our failure to sign a striker in the summer. If yeah. That could potentially be could could bite us on the arse. I, I don't, you know, when I look at our players, when I look at our squad, I think we've got real quality. Um, I think teams are teams respect us, they fear us, um, and particularly with this season, with it being so open and and with nobody really running away. There's you know, there's been no outstanding team in the Premier League. Um, that you know, there hasn't been a. Um, there's no runaway leader like there yeah, was this no, time last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there hasn't been a, 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 a you know, invincibles. I hate that phrase. Or, or or Mourinho in his first season, they you know, they really raised the bar when when Mourinho took over. It was so much more difficult. Or, or United under Ferguson, there haven't been. Or even City a few years ago. Um, although I think they'll come back stronger now that Aguero's back. And but there hasn't been that, and I think that. That in a, coupled with the way we've been playing, and there's no reason why we can't do really well this season. Um, yeah. So let's continue living the dream. Um, Paul Eastall says, "What three players would would the panel like to see sign new and improved contracts, or extend them to show their commitment to the club, the club's future, building program, or as a sign that we are now the real deal, as in dumping the tag of being a selling club?" See, that depends. A, I'm not that familiar with the players' contracts, in all fairness. But yeah. if you were to believe the media, then Poch is going. Uh, Kane and Ali, was it? Are they <laughs> off to, as well? Can't believe that Ericsson would possibly want to stay at a small club like Spurs. You know, if you believe the media, then they all need to sign everything right away and tie them up for the next 20 years. Um, for me, it would be Poch. 
I, I don't like you, Beth. I, I don't know when I, when I looked at this question early on. I was like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Every, every now and then, you'll you, there'll be something. Oh, like even I think beginning of last, sorry, beginning of last year, twenty calendar year, twenty fifteen, Kane signed a new new contract, and there's talk of him signing an improved deal now. So, so there's always new contracts seem to be banded about, but. After that initial, ooh, I don't know who's. I was like, well, actually, who do we who do we want to keep? Who who are us? Who are our most important assets? And I would say Pochettino, Larice, and Harry Kane. If we take Pochettino out of the equation and and, and say three players, then I would say Larice, Kane, and Alderweireld. That's exactly the three that I said. I mean, I I didn't want to limit it to three, but the question said three, so I said exactly the same as you. But I would want us to do something to hang on to Eric Dyer and Deli Alley as well. I think if you keep Pochettino and if you keep Larice and you keep Kane, then it will have a domino effect. Yeah. So by default, the other players I would imagine your Dyers and your Deli Alleys will fall into place. Yeah. 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 Because they want to keep that same team that we've got now, that team spirit and the unity. That we said earlier, and it's a good place to play. Why wouldn't you stay? I mean, Hugo actually said this week. I think he actually, or last week, he said that one of the reasons why he he stayed put is because Pochettino came in and he has confidence in Poch. And there's no reason for him not to, because Poch, I think, has demonstrated that this yeah. season more so than last. Last season was about finding his feet and finding his players, and this season has been about reinforcing that on the pitch. And he's done all right, I think, so far. He has, oh, he's yeah. excellent. There's a lot okay. of love for Poch. And there not is. just from Annette. <laughs> Poch and Levy sitting in a tree. Okay, <laughs> um, right. Um, Sam Moore asks, when will the Telegraph stop trying to sell Harry Kane to Manchester United? When their journalists can come up with something more interesting to write? I don't know. When Harry right, Kane so. goes to Madrid? No, he won't go there. I know he won't go there. I don't think he'll go to United either. I think if he goes anywhere, to be fair, he's more likely to go abroad. We hope, anyway. We don't want him. We don't want to be facing him. Um, Rob, I don't think he'll go anywhere soon, anyway. It's just lazy journalism. Yeah, yeah there's. I mean, the, Bex, you said earlier, Pochettino had been linked with with a with a move away. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I mean, that story's completely out of left field. It's where, where did that one come out of? You know, um, it's just ridiculous. Um, but that's fine. You know, in some ways, if, 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 if stupid people work for the Daily Telegraph and, and, and various other, um, publications, um, are going to be writing stories like that, then in a way it shows, it's a reflection of how well we're doing as a club. Absolutely. Yeah. If if if, yeah. if your Canes and your Pochettinos and your Larice are being linked with Real Madrid and United, then that's just a reflection of how well we're doing. Um, Rob Wills asks if Gareth Bale was available for loan, would you take him or not want to risk the whole one man thing again? My heart. No, Sorry, go on. I, was just saying, I don't think he'll be available for loan. I think he'll either. Madrid will sell him this summer or he'll be there for another year. I mean, for the regarding the loan, my heart says yes and my head says no. Because I think it, I mean, we've got a good team now. They're a settled team. They're a community, not just a, a, a club. And I think it would unsettle the team. Although I would have Modric back. Because I, I think he would improve us. I think it would definitely unsettle the team. Not, yeah. not for any footballing reason but the whole saga that would follow Bale around and I don't think Bale himself mm. would impose anything on the team I just think the knowledge that he is there would be unsettling can you imagine the media fiasco yeah and if he did and if he did come back he'd have to do something about his hair as well well oh, he wouldn't yeah. have he doesn't have his if he came back he wouldn't, I presume, have his sidekick, Mr. Ronaldo, and he wouldn't feel compelled to copy him. <laughs> However, um, he might go for a Toby. Yeah. If he did come... Well, OK, so it is a hypothetical question. Um, 
if he if he was available um, on loan, then I would take him because. Well, I take him anyway because he's Gareth Bell and I'd have him back in a heartbeat. I understand all the stuff about him unsettling the team, but I'd, I'd, I'd still, if it were down to me, I would still do that and I would take that perceived risk or risk with it. Um, and I think that, for example, if, you know, if it's just hypothetical, if he was available in this window, then he would give us an option up front if, if Kane was injured. I'm not saying for a minute that he'd be happy with a place on the bench, but um, yeah, it, it's a hypothetical scenario. I think for what it's worth, I don't think he'll be loaned out. I think he'll he'll remain with Madrid until the end of the season, and then he'll either be sold this summer or the summer after. Um, now, if he is sold, um, I don't recall it, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last pod or not, but um, if we, you know, if we finish somewhere in the top four, or dare I say it, win the league, um, and with a new stadium around the corner, we're suddenly going to become a viable option for players of Gareth Bale's quality. So, it wouldn't be inc- inconceivable if we're suddenly a champion, champions, Champions League team, and we're winning trophies, and we've got this young manager that everybody loves, um, and we're moving. Um, up upwards, um, whilst say United are still in disarray, Chelsea are in turmoil, it wouldn't be inconceivable for somebody like Gareth Bale to say, "Do you know what? If I want to come back to the Premier League, well, what are my options? City, Woolwich. I don't. I can't see him ending up at Woolwich. That would make me yeah. physically sick. He wouldn't go to Woolwich. Yeah. I don't think he would come back to England. The only problem with him coming back to Spurs is his salary. And I, you know, he's had. Yeah. A lot of cash, and actually, I think all of his um, career at Madrid depends on who permanently comes in to manage. Then, because if it's a player, if it's a manager that likes him, then he's there for a, you know another however long. Um, but yeah, I think his salary that would be the big stumbling block here. Levy will do a shrewd deal with one of the <laughs> NFL NFL clubs and that's, um, or, or, or Nike or somebody. No? Oh, okay. Yeah, he could be the kicker. <laughs> We're going to need, aren't we? Going to need naming rights for the new stadium. So, I mean, they, I don't they, know. they only go on the pitch to kick the ball and come off again, don't they? So, <laughs> he could do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> final, final couple, final two questions. Um, Zach, because no, I have one from asks. Um, he, well, he says he's always had an irrational dislike for Terry Fenwick. Um, any. Does anybody have any other Spurs players that 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 you dislike unfairly? Um, no. This no. is going to sound sound Sorry. really odd. I was just going to say um, I, I can't. There, there are players which are which are along the year along the years which have been poor, which I which I've not you know not really liked. Um, then there are players that turn your stomach after a while, like Adebayor. Yeah. Because of his. The, the behaviour and the circus that goes around him. But I don't think there's ever been anybody that I just... Not in the same scale that I despise Wayne Rooney. Or for me, just Stevie Gerrard. Oh, God. Oh, fucking man. <laughs> um, John but... Terry. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Jack Wilshire. Yeah. Anyway, we so the list goes on. People we hate, couldn't we? Um... <laughs> I, I didn't want Addy Bile to come to the club. I really was dead against that, to be honest. Um, but I never yeah. hated him as a player. I don't... Well, until he started to really fall apart and then I was just, go away. Just get out of my club. Well, it's... it's a, well, he hasn't used the word, word hate. He said an irrational dislike, which isn't necessarily the same. Okay. I, this is going to sound a bit weird and I'm going to whisper it quietly, but... Because um, nobody will hear... And in my defence, I was a kid. Um, when I was um, a little kid, um, uh, growing up, one of my favourite players was Gary Lineker. And he was in the Tottenham team. And he was England captain at the time. And Gary Mabbott was in the same Spurs team. And Gary Mabbott was Spurs captain. And I didn't like Gary Mabbott. I've met Gary Mabbott and I really like Gary Mabbott. But at the time, as a kid... Um, not knowing any better, I didn't like the fact that Gary Mabbott was captain of Spurs. 
And I felt it, it should have been, been Lineker. Should have, should have, should have. Gary Mabbott didn't look like a footballer. He looked overweight and um, he, he talked a bit funny. And I felt that Gary Lineker should be captain of Spurs. Okay. <laughs> now, I was a kid at the time. So that was, but that was. But it is completely quite, irrational. So you're completely right. Completely irrational. Yeah. Um, and then once I knew a little bit more about Tottenham and football, um, that. that uh, was exactly that an irrational dislike and and I've met Gary, Gary Mabbott and he's a really nice guy and I've yet to meet Gary Lineker and by all uh, no actually I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence um, libelous um, yeah yeah. No, I don't think there's I don't think I have anything there's no one player that I thought no I really don't like you for no reason Okay, final question, a similar sort of question, although not the same question. Nick Seal asks, who in the panel's opinion has been the biggest waste of space to grace White Hart Lane they've watched? Well, he says they've watched in the flesh, but it doesn't really have to be, I suppose. So, well, I, go, on. go on, Greg. No, go. Well, I, I took it as the question as is in, in the flesh, which made, which made it difficult for me because I've only ever seen two Spurs games. You two have seen a lot more games than that. <laughs> Um, I mean, the games that I saw was when we beat Pompey 2-0 at Fratton Park and Defoe and Mido got the goals. And then I was lucky enough to go with my ex, well, my stepdaughter's now husband, because he's a Spurs fan as well, up to White Hart Lane. And I saw, I saw us beat FC Bruges 3-1 with Berbatov and Robbie King scoring the goals. So I, I've never been, I've only been to these two matches, so I haven't seen anybody who's disappointed me or being a waste in the flesh in a Spurs side I have seen players that, in, that I've been disappointed with though because for example a while ago I, I was lucky enough to be in Lisbon when Benfica played AC Milan in the Champions League <clears throat> and I was really looking forward to seeing Kaká play because he was like the man at the time he did absolutely nothing I was really gutted and the other one was um, was in the World Cup I saw Germany beat Portugal and with Ronaldinho I was really looking forward to seeing him because being a Brazil I can't see these guys like you can sometimes but I, I know he was carrying injury but again he did sweet FA really um, so that's the only input that I can put on this it's going to be interesting to hear your views because you've actually been to a lot more games than I have a lot more Tottenham games than I have as well um, Nick I have taken the liberty of slightly of assuming that your question meant in the flesh as in not necessarily a player. So um, I've gone for Christian Gross because I've never yet seen a manager that I... Actually, no, he fits into the last one too without being a player. Somebody I really despise. Just don't particularly like the man. Never thought he did anything for the club except embarrassed us beyond all belief. Dragged us down. I think that's a good call. that's it. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sticking with Christian Gross. Um, it's difficult because if we're talking about in the flesh, I've, I've seen a lot, lot of Spurs games um, in, in in the well since Pochettino has been manager, um, and, and a few when Redknapp was manager, and a few, a couple when Ramos was manager, um, and there hasn't been anybody that I've seen in that period of time that's been a waste of space. I mean, yeah, you could pick out someone like Kirikas. Um, but <sighs> I think Kirikas Ar- is a good shout, actually. <laughs> arguably, the wor- arguably some of the worst players we had were back in the nineties. Oh god, um, yeah. And <laughs> but I didn't re- really go to that many games then. I was a lot younger and didn't really have any disposable income. Um, okay, so. September 1998, I went, went and saw Spurs against um, Middlesbrough. Um, and it was, I think, the second time I'd been to White Hart Lane. And it was but the first time in three years. And we lost the match 3 0. Um, and Paul Gascoigne played for Middlesbrough that day. Um, it was his return to White Hart Lane. And we were abysmal. And um, we had the great Paolo Tramazzani at left back. <laughs> he was pretty crap. And we had another player who. Um, who was a really good player um, when I watched him in his inter days and for Italy, um, but it was awful that day. And that was Nicola Berti, um, who was just shocking. Um, 
So, yeah, I'd, I'd say those two, probably. But but there were so many other players during that during that period, um, during the nineties and, and early noughties that were woeful. But none of but most of whom, unfortunately, I didn't see in the flesh. <laughs> Lucky escape there. Just as well. Yeah. Okay, on that note, um, we're all off to dream about doubles and giving Poch some loving. Um, thank you, thank you, Greg. Thank, thank you, Bex or Seven. Thank you. Um, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.